once a year. For three days, creators and diehard fans gather for an epic adventure in September. The founder of Freestyle Comics, that's comics with a K, presents FSCon 2022. Gather for panel discussions, costume contests, and discover a new world of superhuman characters. Visit facebook.com slash freestylecomics99, freestylecomics with a K, for more information on FSCon 2022. Welcome to the Story Monster Podcast. Today, we have a guest from the space between worlds. He is the ambassador of planet Earth for hip hop and snack cakes. From Roanoke, Virginia, I present to you the creator and writer of the Reaper's Touch, Jerron Martin. So how you doing, man? Man, I'm doing all right. How about you? How about you? I'm good. I can't complain. Did, did you like the intro? Oh, no, man. I love the intro. You know, they're coming from another world. I love snack cakes just as much as anybody else. <laughs> all things snack cakes and comic books. So <laughs> that's that the perfect recipe for storytelling and diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I grew up with both of them bad boys. So oh, man. Oh, not man. diabetes, but snack cakes. Let me yeah. God forbid. God forbid. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we should just jump right into it. You know, I, I got a serious question to ask. And um, your answer will decide the fate for millions of people in this country. Oh, OK, let's go. I hope right. I'm I hope All I'm right. I did this some real shit. Okay, let's go. Let's go. All right, here we go. Where on earth is Carmen San Diego? Oh man, uh, mm. she has got to be somewhere in Atlanta, Georgia. Oh lord, she got a BBL too. She she somewhere. I, I don't know if she did all that, but she's somewhere in she's somewhere in Atlanta, Georgia. Listen, I guarantee. You. I guarantee it. It's only one way she gonna blend in in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that's if you get don't get tired looking for getting stuck in all this traffic down here. Man. So you know, that's that's that's. <laughs> <laughs> here somewhere. I think you got here somewhere. <laughs> I, I like to catch people off guard with, with icebreaker <laughs> questions like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, because you know, I, I just think it's fun. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, that's cool. That's cool. Let's go with it. Let's have some fun. Where do you currently reside and what is the weather like there? Uh, well, I'm currently in the metro Atlanta area and oh the weather God. here is it's uh it's 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 all right. We in about the I want to say the low 80s or so. Not too bad. So okay. it, it pretty it pretty much stays warm or hot down here all year round now. So Oh man, yeah. I'm in Chicago. It, it, oh. Yeah. Now listen. I used I used to travel up there for for, for work some time ago. Y'all's y'all y'all's level of cold is is something different. Like that's a different level of just cold and iciness and wind and everything else. Damn, son, where'd you find this? First time I I, 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 uh, I went up there, came out the airport. I was like, oh no, I wanted to go right right back in and come back down to Georgia. I man, 
Yeah, that's that's something different. That's something Chicago, different. Chicago winter is uh, mystic. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like it's like you know we're in the Midwest. We got body of water right above us, and um, there's no like terrain to stop the harsh cold from hard cold. tan yeah, through yeah. the city. So it's just like. You know, somebody cast a spell in this motherfucker. <laughs> it, it's like it's like winter is coming, and it's all—it's just fall. You know what I mean? So it's been kind of warm lately, but you know, we only got like maybe a week left of summer anyway. Summer, so, yeah. You know, yeah. then it's gonna be hoodies and you know, big long coats. Everybody, there's nothing like, wrong with that. I mean, you—I mean, we. Hey, you see, you see the shirt here, which I gotta get you one by the way. But we, oh, yeah. we got hoodies. We got oh, hoodies on there too. Oh, yeah, oh for so, real? You know, re- go to thereaperstest.com. And we, oh, yeah, we got them on deck. We got them ready to go. they nice what's, and comfy. What's too. the largest size y'all got? Uh, the largest size we got is like a triple XL. Okay, that works for me. That works yeah. for me. I've been losing weight. <laughs> I'm trying to get down to my fighting fighting weight. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you can so, get to it. You can get to it. So, get to so it. That will fit me perfect. Um, <laughs> so I wanted to ask are you a writer by trade? Or do you come from a different background? I remember you saying you traveled to Chicago for work. So, like, what type of work do you do outside of writing? So, outside of writing comics, I'm, I've, I've basically been in finance and banking for, uh, like, basically my whole adult life for about the, the past 20 plus years. Um, <clears throat> I've always loved writing. Always loved writing. Even before this, when I was a teenager, man, um, thoroughly into hip hop. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, I, you know, not to brag enough, but you know, I used to get a little busy myself back in the day. You know what I'm saying? And um, <laughs> um so you know, writing has always kind of been been just in in any aspect something that I've always loved to do. Um, <clears throat> whether it be that or I kind of started writing, you know, short stories and scripts and like like right. small things. You know, back when. You know, I'm dating myself, but you know when YouTube first started to to to, to really yeah, talk, it's all good, man. Yeah. Listen, listen, we appreciate the elder gods <laughs> monster podcast. Yes, sir. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll take that title, elder god. <laughs> <laughs> like the OG is played out. Everybody's the OG these days. I'm like, damn, yeah. this, this dude is 36. Oh. He like OG. Easy, easy. I'm 31, so I'm like five years from being OG. Like, come on, man. We can't we can't keep lowering the the standard like that. Standard, right, right. You gotta raise right. it. <laughs> so you know that, but it's just been something that's always been a passion of mine. And you know, I've I've always wanted to do this. Actually, I've always wanted to put a book out. Um, and I've been kind of sitting on this idea now for a little over for about ten years plus. So it's just something where I, you know, you're going through life and whatever and and, and things are happening. But a few years back, man, I just, you know, I got I I got a push from 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 some of my family and uh, decided to embark on this journey and and, and finally live out one, you know, one one of my biggest dreams. So So that's where it is. I'm assuming you read comics, you know, in addition to. To, to writing and so more so indie indie nowadays than than anything else though me, more me so too. Indie, 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 me too. Yeah, yeah. like my bookshelf is mostly DC Vertigo that's mm. half of it but the other half are indie titles and yeah. um you know I read Ace Blade Hot Shot okay um, Dreadlocks by Andre Batts 
Um, Vigilance by FSK. Um, Green Lantern. We all know what that's okay. DC. Hellblazer before it became Constantine. Okay. Um, okay. Saga. Niobe. Um, Sex Criminals is a really good um, graphic novel. Okay. Um, Sandman. You said what? I said I haven't heard of that one before, so I, I might oh, need to check that one out. I'm not oh, going to spoil it. I just this this is a synopsis. There's a couple who can stop and or slow down time when they have intercourse. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. It's the title: Sex, <laughs> sex Criminals, because they, okay, okay. they be committing crimes while everybody froze. Them, <laughs> you know what I mean? And um, the Sandman, Neil Gaiman, of course, um, and Black Panther. Everyone, you know, loves. Well, the Sandman, by the way, um, I didn't read the book, but I was introduced to it from the actual book itself. I started yeah. listening to the audio book. Oh, I ain't and heard. I listened to. Uh, the uh, part one and two, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, this is this is good." And then I don't have you seen the with the adaptation that they did on Netflix? Absolutely, and you know, oh. I'm reviewing every episode and I'm dropping them next week on the storymonster.com. Okay. I'll be breaking okay. them all down, okay. um, spoiler good. free, good. spoiler good. free, good. and um, I might even do a podcast episode on it. But yeah, I'm breaking down the Sandman. I actually like been rewatching it because mm-hmm. um, I'm familiar with a lot of the stories that were adapted. Because like I've been reading Sandman for at least six years. Okay, you know what I mean. So when I'm watching the show, I'm like, "Oh my god, that's the panel! I remember <laughs> that! Like the fight with Lucifer! I remember reading that! You know what I mean? So I'm geeking out. And other people are just like, oh, I don't know what's going on. I'm like, if you yeah. only knew, you could cherish." Yeah. On a whole other level, you know. They, I, mean? I don't. I, I don't care what none of the critics say about it. They did a very good job with that show. To 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 put so much, and I was I was a little worried at first because I was like, okay, how are they gonna, especially getting through book one, how, at least the audio book one, how are they gonna put that much into one season? But no, it was the spacing, the timing of of, of, of everything. They, they changed a few things around. But which is fine. That's okay, right? You gotta, you, you kind of have to when you when, when you adapt it to television or, or or streaming platform. But I was thoroughly impressed, thoroughly impressed. Like I, I was just glue, I was glued to the TV. So no, they did a real good job of that. I, I I honestly, and this is probably something people smarter than myself have been pitching. I hope in the Netflix board meetings, stop dumping entire seasons and i yeah. said that in my last episode <laughs> on um, the butcher of Warner bros um stop dropping and blowing your load in on one day yeah. sandman was amazing spread it out have people look forward to the next episode like serial television and you know even with the bonus episode they dropped episode 11 it was kind of like well if you had us waiting 10 weeks we, we would have cherished that even more. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I'm just like, Netflix, y'all got to do better with properties like that. Because soon as Sandman dropped, it was like a gap. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then Rings of Power dropped and, you know, She-Hulk and all of that. So it was just like, you know, people had to wait a little bit to, to get something to, to sate their appetite after that. So hopefully they get it together. 
But uh, what are some of the indie comics that you you read? You want to drop some of those titles? Uh, well, one of my favorites right uh, is Tuskegee Airs. Oh um, yeah, that's like yeah, got all of them. Got all the separate issues, the variants, the <laughs> the uh, uh, the first volume. Um, another good one is another really good one is uh, Crescent City Monsters. Oh, so I actually just found out that it's, I think he. I think he has issue four out, and I'm kind of upset at myself because I don't have it. But Crescent City Monsters was 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 um yeah super dope, super dope. Um, Search for Sadika is another one, and um, Okemus. I, I I have yeah Okemus and Scorpio, Scorpio actually. Wow, those so, are like some dope titles. Yeah. You gotta send me oh, the, no, the link. Are, you gotta send me the I'll, link because yeah. I'm like yo like. I need I need <laughs> more digestible. You know, I don't like single issues mm-hmm. because I, I'm an I'm a collector. So it's right, like right. I get one. I'm like, why are they turning me to an addict for these books, man? Like, <laughs> I ain't got no more bookshelf space. So now I'm I'm going digital with it. So so mm-hmm. it takes up less space, and I can always have it. I can send it in the cloud. Yeah. It's always gonna be there, even if my physical collection dwindles. Exactly. Or exactly. is ruined in the future by my demon spawn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. But you, you, you do you do want the the, the the physical ones, physical copies, especially for the good ones. Yeah, especially for the good ones because I know I, you know um, the last series I read outside of um, an indie comic, uh, outside of, outside of the indie creator was um, that I was really into was Batman Dark Knight's Metal. So that's the last one I was like truly, truly just like really immersed in some time ago. And I was like, oh, okay, this is this is good. Warner Brothers, if 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 if, if you want to do something Batman related, you need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, I mean, we kind of got introduction to the dystopian DC with Zack Snyder's verse. Zack Snyder, yeah. And um, people wasn't really feeling that because it was totally the anti antithesis of Marvel's upbeat, optimistic, mm-hmm. um, comedic universe. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, you know, people were, they weren't feeling it and it didn't really get the chance to, to blow up like it could have. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? So I would love to see something like that. I think yeah. the last book I read, like I said, was Hot Shot from Freestyle Comics. Okay. And um I'll be speaking at one of you know, one of the events coming up is um FS Con 2022. Okay. And you know, they they got a bunch of comics and stuff, and Hot Shot is what like one of the flagship characters. And um before I after I read that, I took a break from comics and I started reading novels and novelettes and you know, okay. one of the books that I read last was The Black God's Drums. Haven't heard of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. It, it, it's good. It's good. I'll send you a link. It's really okay. good. Okay. It, it's a short read. I'm actually going to read it a second time. That's how good it is. So okay. you you like short stories. This is a relatively short story. You can probably eat through it in like three hours or less, okay. depending on how fast you read and like take in it all. Oh, yeah. And another book I read last was Tales of Navia by Jessica Cage. Um, That's a dope book. My review is on the website as well. So you want to get an idea what it's like. But I'm trying to, like, keep the balance of comics, 
novels because oh, novels. the story okay. monster must be fed. <laughs> he must be fed at all times. <laughs> you know, I just like I just like stories that they challenge the status quo. You know what I'm saying? They're 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 slightly different because all of our experiences are different, right? Right. And so right. you know that's why I'm such a big fan of not just indie comics but indie horror because. Right. It's not as campy as the Hollywood stuff. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I found appealing about the Reaper's Touch. Um, when I checked it out, and you was like, hey man, check it out. You know what I'm saying? Tim, what'd you think? And I'm sitting up there like that, that title sounds kind of dark. <laughs> it sounds kind of gothic. I like it. And, and so, you know, I grew up watching movies late at night when I was a kid. My family used to tell me like these really scary stories to try to get me to act right or just do what they want me to do. It it didn't work long. <laughs> but um uh, yeah, I love indie horror because they're always pushing the limits. They're always doing something abstract. And so my question to you is like, are you a horror fan? And, and is that kind of what inspired the Reaper's oh, Touch? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like I and I go back to some of the I know Good man, I'm dating myself again. Man, you got me on here telling folks how old I am. Man, I, I, and mine goes back to like, gosh, you, you may have never even heard of this. Uh, movies like um, Rawhead Rex, movies like uh, in um, uh, American Werewolf in London. Oh, um, that's my favorite. That's the apex, <laughs> right? So it's it's like that, and then just. Um, if you if you speed up a little uh, uh, a little bit, um, you know the sixth sense was dope. Um, yeah, that's I love the, the, the Insidious series. Um, uh, oh God, I can't believe the title of the other ones are is, is are skipping me. Um, the last hold one. On, hold on, let's, let's take it back a little bit. Let's take it back. Okay. okay. What you know about Wishmaster, bro? Wishmaster. Oh gosh. I think I've, I can't remember. I can't, I can't, I know I've seen it. I just can't remember it for some strange reason. Oh, but I got Leprechaun. With the Leprechaun, okay. Leprechaun series. I know what you're talking about. We got, we got Puppet Master. Puppet Master. Hellraiser. Hellraiser. Um, Exorcist. Yeah. Uh, Which, you know, that's, that's kind of like a classic that everybody, that everybody gets into. The Howling. Howling 1 and 2. Howling, Howling one and two were were were, were super dope. Um, interview with a vampire. Uh, interview with a vampire was good. I I, I liked Interview with a Vampire. The um, Dust Till Dawn series, like the Dust Till Dawn House. Oh, House one and two. Listen, I got a list for you, bro. Like, there's a there's a movie <laughs> there's a movie called The Void. I and, remember The Void. Oh, I The Void was so good. I'm mad um, it didn't come out with it too. And Color Out of Space with Nicolas Cage. Haven't seen that one. Oh, listen, bro. Yeah. I don't know if you smoke or drink. It doesn't require either one of those <laughs> things. But if you want to trip off the coast, and, and the, it's like sci-fi horror. It's like high. Yes. Nicolas Cage okay. is a gem. Okay. Um, okay. We must expect Nicolas Cage. Pet Cemetery was good. Um, you know what was super, super good? Super dope. Uh, the Underworld series, man. Underworld one, two, one through three. Yeah. Were as 
crazy, crazy, crazy good. Rise of the um, Vikings is my favorite, though, out of yeah. all of them. I watched that. I had the DVD, and I watched it till it didn't work anymore. <laughs> That's how much I love Rise of the Vikings. <laughs> and I know, I, I know, I, I know, it's, it's, it's more so Marvel than anything else. But come on, man, we we can't forget about. I love Blade. Yeah, I love Blade. That that <laughs> the, the first two, all three of them were all three of them were dope. Yeah. But the first two were were yeah, really good. Really, you, good. you know, it's one thing about Blade that always tickles me whenever I watch it is the fact that this man growled and he uttered, <laughs> he uttered the line. Uh, what's the word that rhymes with it? Wussy. How about that? He's never heard a hero say that. He's just like, <laughs> and I was just like, bro, what? Did you yeah, man. Classic. Classic. Didn't Blade One save Marvel? I think a lot of people don't understand. Like that was the true beginning of of, of everything that's going it on. It wasn't now. the beginning so, of the cinematic universe, but it saved them from not just going. They were already bankrupt. It saved them from obscurity. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. all of their films had they were so horrible up to that point they had not been released to the public, and that was the first film that was like, hey, actually. Our movies can be good, but it has to be the right characters. And ironically, not PG, not family friendly, rated R. They got so many rated R characters, they're not using them properly. They they really need to stop trying to. I know they're owned by Disney, so you got to toe the line. But it's just like, come on, man, not at the expense of the core of the characters. You know? Right, 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 right. I think they they started to to. Um... I love the X-Men films, but Logan mm-hmm. was like, okay, I was like, this is what a Wolverine movie is, is supposed to be. This is how you do that character. Oh, yeah! Right? Like I said, the other ones were cool, right? Because we were seeing them on, 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 on film for the first time, and it was just the nostalgia of everything, right? But that one there, Logan, was like, oh, that's how you get down and dirty with the, with, with the which was nowhere near as savage as Wolverine can actually get, especially <laughs> to take it back to the weapon next days. But yeah, man, it's if it, it, I was like, okay, stay down that lane, stay down that lane when 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 you bring them in, and and, and they'll be all right. I remember being emotional, and I'm trying to choke back tears. I got salt in my eyes. I got salty popcorn in my mouth, and I'm just like. God damn it, this shit is good. This is supposed to go. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm yes, trying sir. not to ugly cry. I got mucus <laughs> in my nose. She, you all right? Man, this popcorn is salty, man. <laughs> it's got, I got butt in my eyes. She's like, how the hell you get butt in your eyes? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it was dope. It was dope. And, and you know, it, and it just like, so like even with with like the, what we're talking about like with the movies and the writing and and everything and you know how that's supposed to go right so I tried to do the same thing with the book right so I'm the I'm I'm the writer of the book uh, my unfortunately my brother in arms wasn't able to to, to join us tonight uh, but William Macy is the actual artist who draws everything um, we want to give it that same feel like. Everything, like everything that you say, everything that intrigued you about the book, right? Give the people who are listening, who don't know, a brief synopsis of The Reaper's Touch, issue one. Okay, so 
The Reaper's Touch is an overall a story about a 17-year-old kid named Devon Midnight. Um, he's enjoying the summer before his senior year in high school um, when he basically becomes the target of a supernatural assassination attempt on his life. Um, he has no idea what's going on. Um, him and his, you know, he's he's kind of going through his day uh, and enjoying some time out with his girl. They go to the movies. Then all of a sudden, this creature, you don't know what it is. You don't know uh, if it's a demon, something from another world, a completely different realm, universe, whatever it is, starts attacking him um, and tearing through everybody in, in, in the movie theater trying to get to him. Um, and he's just like left in a, in a state of shock. And now a word from our overlord and sponsor, Anchor.fm. Do you like what you're hearing? Consider making a contribution with listener support by clicking the link in the description. A dollar can go a long way, but a like and share can go even further. Thanks for listening. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. All right, without giving a spoiler, I'll tell you the first few pages of the book, the uh, in, in which there are some characters in, in, in the airport. And I like to call them scenes, not scenes. I know they're pages, but I like to call them scenes, right? Um, that actually wasn't how the book was supposed to start. We had actually gotten through the first iteration of the book. It actually was supposed to start in that graveyard scene. And we kind of added that in last minute to kind of, you know, like I said, as a writer, you were always thinking, you know what, this is a good way to, to draw people in initially, but how can I do it better? You know, how can we, how can we do a better job of telling this story? Um, so yeah, and, and ultimately the story is about the Grim Reaper, the Grim Reapers, Right. So we're going to kind of be like rewriting a little bit of um, biblical history here. Right. Because we can. It's a comic book. I can write it. I can write it however however I want to. And right? the Reaper concept is not restricted to the Bible. It it's existed. Not. You it's know. not. It's not. It's not. It's not constricted to anything. Right. You, you, you make it what you want. But then and, 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 and I love other stories about 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 the Grim Reaper. Um, but I said, okay, how do I tell this from a different aspect, right? What do I do to make my story unique, right? Um, and Divine Midnight ultimately ends up finding out that, um, at least throughout the first arc, that he's the, the son of none other than the main Grim Reaper himself. So um, his mother uh, uh, it ends up being another entity that, you know, we'll get into in, in the second arc. Um, but yeah, it's 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 gonna be fun. We're we're gonna have some people that are gonna be looking at, at us like, you know, uh what the hell is going on here? Um, you know, <laughs> um and 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 hopefully it captures, like you said, the essence of, of of some of the old school horror, right? You're gonna um we're gonna try and pull a lot of different aspects into it because it does get it's it's going to get a little, it's going to get dark. It's going to get dark. Right. There's going to be some 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 some, you know, some um, in the midst of following this young man through his this story um, in, in his journey. Right. You got, life is happening. It's not just this. Right. He's going to do all of this while he's entering his senior year in high school. So how about that? You're finding out you're the, you know, 
the son of the uh, of the Grim Reaper as you as you become a senior in high school. Bro, so, bro, no, it's gonna be it's, it's really good, really good. Listen, listen. When I saw the first few pages, I felt like it felt like a slice of life. I felt like, oh man, like you know what? This this is cool as hell. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like it, it's just like. Oftentimes we get thrown right into the thick of action in, in the genre sometime, or like we get set too far back in the exposition. But I was just sitting up there like, it just sounded like a real chill TV show. You know what I'm saying? Like, just like, like, you know, not that it's blackish, but you know, blackish is, is like normal, just like no, people in college. I was like, oh, this is cool. Like they go to the airport, you know, <laughs> bro. It got real so fast. I was not ready. I'm not going to quote the guy with the shades on, but I was just like, I know God damn well this dude did not just say this, bro. And so I'm I'm reading I'm like, this this is wild. Like, there's no way. This is a prank. This is a prank. You know, it did our peak game too, because first of all, you funny. You funny. <laughs> I peaked the sign on the uh the name of the airline. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> and for those who know, uh-huh. it, it only takes a Google search to be like, mm-hmm. yeah, this was bound to happen this yep, way. Yep. This I, is, peeped, yep. I peeped the numerology throughout. Mm-hmm. I was I peeped. Um, a certain rapper's name. We're not gonna put that out right now. Mm-hmm. We're gonna let them. the The references were on point. They were subtle. Thank you. Thank um, you. I appreciate Thank that. You. I appreciate that in the right. And, and, and so, like to your point, right? You're like sometimes it gets right to it in the thick of things, which this it, it does start to get into the thick of things towards you know the end of the book, but. One of the things I wanted to capture was I didn't right. You, these characters have actual lives that they're living, right? In the midst of all of it. So what do those? What does what you know? What does a, a, a what does a a, a a kid and his girlfriend saying as they're driving in the car as they're going to a movie theater, right? What does that conversation sound like? You know, what does the conversation when you know he's in the movie theater and he's interacting with these different people? Um, and like you said, you peep, you, you, you peep some things, right? So we're making like some, uh, uh, references to different, you know, musical legends in our, and from, from our perspective within the book. Right. Um, and from the perspective that they're talking about them, right. It's like, oh, my parents listen to this. I yeah, listen it's, to it. It's now. like Gen Z, but a little bit of millennial sprinkled in there. Yeah. yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Cause I was reading, I'm sitting up here like. Yo, I can see this conversation happening right now, like yeah. in right real now. time. And right I was now. just like, yo, also the 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 dialogue specifically, it wasn't cheesy. It was very, it was with the time. Right. Because I remember when I was 17, mm-hmm. and it took me back. I'm 31. <laughs> and I I felt like the character. I was like, man, I was, <laughs> yo, this is crazy. Like. I remember having those conversations. Now they would be considered lame. Now you know, right, and, right, oh, right. He, that's lame. It's just like, but then that dialogue between the girlfriend and the boyfriend. There's an innocence about it 
that is not tainted by today's right. standards of right. what a relationship is supposed to be, right. what what gender roles are supposed to be. It right. was just like an innocent, pure honest. relationship. Honest. honest, 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 honest relationship. And so the main character is actually based after my oldest son, who, who's now 18. And throughout it, as I'm writing, I'm asking him, I'm like, Devon, does this sound like something you say? And like, am I, am I, am I tripping? Like, am I, am I, am I, you know? And he's like, nah, dad, that's, that's pretty much how I talk. That's, that's, that's how I would act. That's how I would talk. That's how I react in these situations. So I did, and I didn't want it to be that, you know, kind of like the, uh, the, the, the blase blase, so to say, right. You know, like something where, I didn't want it, I didn't want it to be from a writing perspective something where you could predict what was going what someone's going to say next right or what you were what you were gonna see next right even as we transition from different timelines within the book it's just like okay wow didn't see that coming or I got to the end of this page I have to turn to the next page and see what's what's gonna you know what's gonna happen next and being able to bring that piece into it, I'm, I'm I'm so glad you said that because that was that's honestly my goal. Right? Yeah, I, I thought it was executed very well, and you know, and also the way you, the world building itself, I think was done very effectively because I'm sitting here like, okay, how you just gonna stop right here? But at the mm-hmm. same time, I'm like, I think back to Harry Potter, and I always reference Harry Potter because one, it's one of my favorite book series. But also, like, I'm thinking about the character when he's a child, right? And I'm sitting up here like, we have to see what else happened that night. We saw a little bit of it, but I'm sitting up here like, I know he's going to take me back here eventually to what exactly happened to that man and that woman on that plane, why it happened, right? and the, the mysterious fellow... With a particular baseball cap, but we ain't going to talk about that right now. But um, you're, you're actually one of the very few people that caught that. The, like the out of, out of everybody that, that, that read the book, a lot of people won't won't catch that. And I'll, and I'll, honestly, I'll attribute that to um uh, uh like heavily a lot of the, the the Easter eggs and things that you'll see in the book visually. Like when I'm writing it. I don't just write dialogue. Like I write what the panel should look like, right? I'll 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 send it over to Will and I'll say, make this this panel a view of the characters from the side as he has a hand up and his eyebrows waves because he's looking at her in a curious manner, right? And then Will just takes it and just goes somewhere else with it artistically that floors me every single time. Good choice. Oh yeah. Right. So that's a combination of. Um, you know, me and Will in the back and forth there. And it, he even threw some stuff in the book that I didn't even catch at, at first. There are some panels in there and he was like, yeah, that's such and such. And I was like, oh, you even got me with that <laughs> with that one. Go back to the go back to the page where they're in the um the coffee shop. I revisited before we had this. And I was like, there, there's a lot like that from yeah. Names of songs, names of people. Mm-hmm. And I was just sitting there like, now nah, I got to go back. Even static pages, like static panels was just like, you know, characters talking. I'm looking in the background like, 
why did he draw that whole person? Like, mm-hmm. why why didn't he just draw like you know an anime to save money and time? They 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 don't draw certain faces the, like the same things. Right, right. And I'm sitting over here like, why did he draw this character, their whole body, this expression? There's purpose in their face. Right. Is this person relevant? Right. And you know, just just one thing I liked is the interactions between characters that some would consider ancillary or minor. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important in storytelling because in real life, we have a lot of bad, what not, I don't want to blanket. I don't like the doom speak, but some people have negative interactions with each other in public. Yeah. No, they um, do. when they it comes do. to customer service, particularly, um so there's something about seeing a positive experience in a book where it's like i wish that person spoke like that to me when i want go to a movie theater <laughs> you know what i mean that that's the feeling i got well i was like yeah these people what movie theater are they going to because <laughs> the movie theaters i be going to sometimes the people look like and sound like they don't want to be there but even with that so, like, what you're saying is I, I, I could attribute that all to Will, right? Um, he he likes to create an immersive background as much as possible, right? And he'll, he'll add things into certain panels where he'll get super detailed. And he does that intentionally because he that's all a part of pulling the reader in, right? So it's, and even with, some of the scenes, like you're saying, a lot of those conversations are happening, but for a reason, right? And I'll give something away. I'll give I'll, I'll, I'll give a spoiler away. So in the movie scene that you're talking about, you're talking about when he's talking to the cashier, right? And he's asking him about, he thought it was a tattoo on his hand. He's like, no, nah, this, is, this is a birthmark. This is pretty much been here my whole life. Ding, 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 ding. Pay attention to that. Pay attention to that, right? That that conversation doesn't happen for, you know, just, just haphazardly. There, there's a reason behind it, right? And then you get a glimpse of it towards the end of the book where he's in the movie theater and, you know, the, the action sequence starts and you see Devon start to defend himself, right? So even in what you may think is like a subtle conversation will have a, a, a bigger meaning later on down um, down down the road and man i, I man i want to give away so much right now no, but don't, <laughs> do it. don't do it because we want them to buy the book we want them to buy the book right we got to sell the book we're gonna give them one more nugget um but we're not gonna i'm not gonna describe it in detail no okay. go ahead no go 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 I, I i want the listeners to be surprised Okay. I'm not, I like spoilers because for me it's the imagery. Like you can tell me about, like I read the same way. Yeah. I read about spoilers for um, a particular upcoming Marvel movie, Mm -hmm. but it didn't ruin it because I'm like, I don't know how the hell this is going to look on screen. I don't know how it's going to be delivered. So, but some listeners, they don't. So I try to keep it to a minimum. Okay. That's cool. we, we, that's cool. we want we want people to be like, damn, what the hell are they talking about? <laughs> you know, I, I want I want people to be you know salivating like right. <laughs> what happened in this movie theater? You will never find out unless you buy it. Um, <laughs> but 
you brought up a particular film, and we're just I'm just gonna leave it at that. Anybody who has seen or heard of the iconic American Werewolf in London film, you will appreciate this comic book issue. This comic book issue, the conclusion, the third act, the finale, the epic conclusion to the introduction of the Reaper's Touch. It's complete carnage. It's mayhem. It's brutality. It's massacre. Run, bitch! Run! (laughs) And it was done in a way that made me say, hold on. What is this dude on? What is Will on? What is Jerron doing out here? I I was like, did, huh? I appreciate that. I appreciate it. What happened to that man's face? <laughs> like, I was just going to leave it at that. Oh, man. I, I looked at that panel, bro, for like two oh, minutes. Man. Like, that's not how anatomy works. But, like, I'm a trained artist in my own right. I'm sitting up here like, okay, I see what we're doing out here, and I'm here for it. It's, so, it's, done, it's done very, very, very intentionally. Like I said, will is 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 masterful at his craft like it i i can't say enough and issue so issues uh two is we're almost done with 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 issue two issue three is written and we have the synopsis up to because the way we're doing it it we're treating the 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 issues like um as if it were like a uh like a like a netflix series or something of that nature we write that we're writing the arcs in 12 issue um, increments, right? So um, in that, like I said, Will, if you if you if you thought issue one was good, issue one was really good, super proud of issue one. But one of the things we go back and forth with, and one of the things like I, I, we send it out to everybody, like when I send it to you, I ask for honest opinions, right? You can tell me good or bad, whatever it is. We're trying to get better every issue. Right. So the writing from my perspective is way better in issue two. And now the issue three is almost done um, than it was in issue one. Like I said, super proud of it, but we got some constructive feedback and criticism. And there are some things to look back when I'm like, "Mm, I could have done that better. I could have done that better. Or maybe there should have been. Right. Right. I'm I'm happy to hear you say that because oftentimes as creators, uh, we get very sensitive about our work. And sometimes that can cloud our judgment. Sometimes that can cause us, you know, it can hinder us as our development. Because, and also, you know, you can't please everybody. So you might get a few beta readers and let's say you have like five, for example, two people will be like, I want more of the romanticism right, between right. the papa, right? And you're like, mm, bet. You put that in the notes. And then the other three are like, actually, I want to stay in that night in the beginning when the child was abandoned. I want to stay in that space. So now you're sitting up here like, I originally planned for this book to be about 20 pages. 
But if I include the feedback of all five people, exactly. I will be over budget. It's a graphic novel at that point. Yeah. This is a business, yeah. right? Yeah. So I'm like, come on now. Like, you can only do so much. You can't please everybody. Right. Right. And then you'll have some more people be like, well, I don't feel like my group is represented. <laughs> You're like, wait, oh, wait a right. minute. This a whole thing. Right. Open the floodgates to feedback. Right. So it's, 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 it's important to take what you want and discard the rest. Right. Right. And uh, with that said, take me through the process from concept to publication. Okay. What's that experience like? This is your first publication. Yeah, this is our right? very first one. So Will has been working um, <clears throat> in the comic industry for some time. So he he he's my OG or my EG, right? So um, uh, a few years back, it was about five years ago, um, a good friend of mine came to me, actually somebody I consider a brother. He came to me, he was like, dude, that idea you've been telling me about, why have you not started? Like, you have a dope idea. All you have to do is get out here and start putting your feet to the pavement. And I was like, Nah, you know, maybe not now. Now's not really a good time, you know, because like you know, you like you know, life is going on, all that other kind of good stuff. He was like, Man, if if you sitting here and you worried about everything that can go wrong, you'll never get started. If you're waiting for the perfect time, there's no such thing, right? So I started writing. Uh, like I said, I've had the idea for a very long time, and I've kind of written little things here and there. I said, okay, let me write the synopsis of how I would, I, I've always, you know, thought about writing the arcs in, in 12 issues at a time. And I said, okay, let me get the script down packed for issue one. Um, and then I started reaching out to different artists, Facebook, Instagram, wherever I could find them, right? And I'm like, wow, because I, I didn't know the business side, right? I didn't know that, okay, wow, this is expensive. Right. Good artists and dope artists and inkers and letterers and things of that nature. It's like it, it, it's expensive, you know, and um, if you're not ready for that, it can kind of throw you off guard or even discourage you. So I, I reached out to a few different artists. Some of them just weren't the right fit. Um, a few were just way, way too expensive. Um, and then I, I I just took one last shot and I, I saw Will. I found him on Instagram and I was like, um, okay, let me reach out. And he was like, yeah, okay, you know, I'll, I'll I'll do some character designs for you. And I was like, all right, let's get together, let's do that, so that if I can get at least get that done, then you know, hopefully everything else can flow smoothly. And I was just, I it got to a point where I was like, man, you know what? You're super dope, and the way that you take what I give you and just completely take it to a whole other level. I was like, man, you want to just partner up and do the book together and just, you know, let's just let's just be co-creators on this. Um, and like I said, he's been in the industry a lot longer than I have. And, um, you know, he was like, you know, I had worked with people before and the situations just never got off the ground. So he would he initially told me no. And he was like, nah, I really don't want to do a book. I was like, oh, man, come on, man. You are kidding me. So, um I just stayed at it and I was like, Will, 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 come on, come on, come on, come on. We got to go. We got to go. We got to do this. And eventually he was like, you know what? Let's rock. Let's go. Let's go. Um, and we did the first book. We did a Kickstarter for the first book um, back in 2020. Um, and we had a successful Kickstarter. And um, we actually launched the book, right? Well, the Kickstarter was successful right before. COVID. 
but the book itself didn't actually get released until that following May. Um, but the creative process is, is just that. It's just me and Will having that honest back and forth, right? With however much time we can dedicate to the book and, and put into it, right? Um, changes to the script, changes to the art, um, going back and forth on the pages. Uh, you know, like I said, I know I probably drove him crazy because we were through with the book when I added, when I decided to go back and, you know, change, change, change how it started. Um, and then you just have to find someone who you, if you're not doing everything yourself, right? Because writing is my thing. I can't draw to save my life. If you're waiting on me to draw a book, then good luck. <laughs> it'll never, it'll never happen. All <laughs> right. Um, so you have to find somebody, like I said, I'd spoken with a few artists before, but what they were sending me back and I was like, they're just not really getting it. Right. So you find somebody that you have that synergy with and it's just like, I'll send him something. He was like, yo, Jay, what you, what you, what, what you wrote, that was crazy. Like what made you think of that? Right. And I'm like, you know, it's, I, I just sit down and I, I just, when I'm inspired, I'm inspired and the same with him. Right, like the the cover to all, all the book is dope, but that 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 cover was like one of the first pieces of art we did. I was floored, man. I was like, damn. And then to see it, the pencils, and then to see the inks, and then our color, our our um our colorist is actually for this one. Um, a guy by the name of Renato Pacheco is actually in Brazil, so we. We found him and sent it over and he came back and we were like, oh, this is this is just this is just absolutely nuts. Right. And that's kind of between the three of us. It was just a a, 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 a consistent whirlwind of ideas, changes and, and everybody doing the best thing for the project. We didn't nobody operates with ego. With, with the synergy, with the um, networking, with the great communication between the three of y'all can you peel the curtain back just a little bit we ain't trying to get nobody a master class because if you're good at something you never do it for free walk me through a little bit if you can the contract not not the verbiage but it's like did you have to learn that but or because of your financial background you were somewhat familiar with contracts and agreements for commissions because like that's something people don't like to talk about or people don't acknowledge when talking about creating something. Oh, 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 oh. This, this is an IP. This is something I can see in animated form. I can, and, and, and I'll lead to another question before we close out. Uh, as a question I ask everybody, you probably already know what it is, but like walk me through the technical part because that's all sounds good, but when we talking about that money, when we talking about the percentages, and you know, like the deliverables, can you can you share a little bit of that? Yeah, absolutely. So when me and Will decided to partner up, um, it was a it was real real easy for me. It was a 50-50 profit split because the sweat equity that I'm putting in, the sweat equity that he's putting in, right we didn't get paid until the actual book started to sell. Now, in terms of the lettering um, and the inking and the coloring, that's all contracted out, right? Though the, um, those three pieces or the, where we bring in for those pieces, 
they don't own anything in the book. It's just basically work for hire. This is how much you charge per page. This is how much you get paid per page. And that's it. So they don't own anything. Me and Will are literally 50-50 split down the middle. Um, uh, 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 it's a 50-50 profit split for the both of us. We made sure everything was copywritten and trademarked. He owns half, I own half, right? Um, so that, you know, <clears throat> and, and, and the reason I say you do that and you do it legally, like I said, being honest, being honest and, and, and open about everything, right, is <clears throat> so that, you know, number one, there are no issues down the line, which Will is my brother. Like at this point, we brothers. We have not had, like, there are no arguments, right? There's just a sharing of ideas from that perspective. And we also knew from a business perspective what we would and would not accept, right? And I'm, I'm, I'm all for putting your destiny out and in, 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 out there. So when they do start calling, when we do get, you know, those meetings with the Netflixes, the Hulus, the Paramount Plus or the HBO, Bill Maxis or, or whoever comes along and we, we know, okay, for us, this is, you know, the goal is to always make money, right? Let's let's not front, but it has to be done well, right? And we both made sat down and talked about it. It's like, okay, what if someone wanted to just come by and buy the IP? What would we sell it for, right? That number would be stupid high right now because we know what we have on our hands, right? It's it's to us, it's worth it, right? But for us to just completely let it go, and let's be honest, for for uh, well, no, I'll I'll speak for I can speak for us. There is a number, but it's crazy high, right? We would rather take little, very little up front and then worry about, you know, uh, uh, um, the royalties and things on the back end as, as, as it grows and becomes something. It becomes what we know it can be, what we can push it to. So we, we had all those honest discussions about that and we, we were on the same page. So that's it. It's just when, when doing business, right? The same honesty that's in the art, you have to have that honesty in business. And you have to be straight uh, uh, forthright. And then, you know, just, just to this is take, to take it uh, just a, a smidge deeper than that, like, you know, God forbid, what if something, you know, happens to me or what if something happens to him? Then that ownership goes to the families, right? The wives, the children, and and, and and things of that nature. So yeah, from a business standpoint, man, you you better make sure your stuff is right and and and, and where it needs to be. Cause because trust me, if it's not, um, you know, when 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 the money and the big money starts to come along, it, it can cause issues if if you're not. I, I'm I really appreciate you breaking that down. And, you know, I think it's important in educating people because social media makes it seem easy to be an entrepreneur. They make it seem so, oh, I'll just get an LLC. I'll just get a, you know, an EIN. <laughs> and then that's the, it's murder she wrote after that. Like, actually, right, no, right, sir. Right. That, there, there's more right. steps involved. I'm letting them as we go on. And uh, I just love to hear you know, I've worked in, in business administration for most of my professional career, like my day job. Um, and I just like to hear people talk about technical right. parts of things, how right. things work. Because, yeah, everyone's going to hop on board when, it, when they see the shiny product. But 
the sweat and tears, the the yeah. sleepless nights, um, avoid not not avoiding, but not spending as much time with your partner and your children because you're trying to create right. something. You know, that's a sacrifice. And just, you know, I really appreciate you sharing that vulnerability and, and letting people know, like, hey, like, even if I'm making money, there's a, still a price right. to be paid. And um, you brought up something earlier about um, shopping in a round. <laughs> and that 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 kind of leads <laughs> to the question, you know, the, the last one um, for for the day, for this for this episode of the Story Monster Podcast, um, the Reaper's Touch. You know, if you had to choose a studio to take your property and make a live action adaptation, I switched oh. it up slightly. But which studio would you choose? Of course, you have the tried and true HBO slash Warner Brothers Discovery. That's option one. You have option two, the renowned Netflix. Option three, a little bulldog that's been treading along these last few years, and I kind of love it. It's a personal favorite, Shudder. Shudder is, oh my God, chef's kiss. And of course, we got the, you know, we got the thoroughbred on the rise with Paramount Plus. So HBO, Netflix, Shudder, or Paramount Plus, who would you choose to adapt the Reaper's Touch into a film or live action series? If I had my pick of all of them right now, um, and I, some people are going to think I'm, I'm, I'm crazy for saying this because I'm also a huge Halo fan. I absolutely love what Paramount Plus has done with Halo. I love it. It's not exactly the way the storyline goes in the actual game. Um, but as intrigued as I was with with Halo, it would it would be Paramount Plus right now. Netflix and Netflix would be a, a close second because, like I said, what they what they were able to accomplish with the Sandman and the second season of The Witcher, good gracious, like that was impressive. It th those are impressive shows on that platform. Um, yeah, but right now because I'm such a big fan of of, 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 um, of the Halo series, it would be Paramount Plus. Nice. Th those, are, those are great choices. And I did not expect those answers, to be honest. So <laughs> you surprised me, you know what I'm saying? But um, where can people go to follow you online and stay up to date on all your upcoming projects? Okay, well, they can follow us on Twitter at um, uh, TRT Comic. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at the Reapers Touch 2020, um, or you can go to our website, www.thereaperstouch.com, and where we link all of it together. You can see what our um, convention schedules are, see all of our, um, our merch. We put up a bunch of dope pics from the people that we've been meeting at conventions, which is super, we're so glad we can get out and travel now. Um, interviews, hopefully when you post this one, uh, you know, with your permission, I'll put it up on the site. Um, but yeah, basically our website and Instagram are, 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 are um, our biggest platforms right now. So the Reapers Touch 2020 on Instagram and uh, the Reapers Touch.com. Listen, I'm excited for issue two, foaming <laughs> at the mouth. Um, the story monster um, has, has demanded that I, I, I read and review issue number two 
But thank you once again, Jerron, for coming on to the Story Monster podcast and, you know, sharing the Reaper with me because um, I had no idea. <laughs> Mind is blown. <laughs> Hey, hey man, listen, when 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 issue two right now is slated to drop, as long as we don't have any delays, um, Thanksgiving of this year. So I'll make sure you get your copy. Uh I'll I'll, I'll actually do my best to get you a uh an early copy of it so that you can kind of take a look at it and hopefully we can come back and talk about it because issue two, I'm telling you, oh my God, if you if 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 you love issue one. We really, as to where issue one had a bit of a slower start, but like I said, we were setting a few things up. It gets right into it. And Brother William is not playing with this artwork. I'm trying to tell you, it is, I fall, he sends me stuff and I've fallen out of my seat a couple of times. Like it's, 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 yeah, it's going to be good. So I hope, we hope y'all love it as much as we do. And like I said, we tried our best to get, we did everything we could to to, to be better um, with issue two than uh, a lot better with issue two than we were with issue one. So, and we appreciate everybody that's been riding with us so far. And I can't wait to have Will on the next one so I can pick his brain. <laughs> Until next time, there are tales to be told, and I will bear witness. Follow the Story Monster on Facebook.com slash The Cinematic Witness and on Instagram at Instagram.com slash The underscore Story Monster and on Twitter.com slash The Story Monster.